Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Joshua. I'm the world's mayor and yes, I look different than that guy right there. But <laughs> today I got to do a little acting. Uh, it's not very often. Of course, I, have I had to put makeup on before? I may have done TV, so I had to do makeup then. But I've no, I don't think I've ever had to put makeup on for an actual acting gig. And uh, I got to play a homeless person today and got to shoot at the most beautiful church uh, in downtown Minneapolis. It is unbelievably uh, gorgeous. Saint, I forgot the, the name of the church, which is terrible. Maybe I should just look at my map here and I'll tell you. should look this up sometime. What is the name of this church? Oak Grove. I don't know. if I, I would really just want you to see it. But anyway, it's 519 Oak Grove in downtown Minneapolis. And it is stunning and it's an episcopalian church which i've never even i don't even think i've heard of um and i'm not really a religious person even though i'm a follower of jesus and love jesus with all my heart but wait maybe is it over there oh i'm gonna read you this hold on hang on i'll be right back <clears throat> You gonna follow me, camera? Come on. Okay, now you're not gonna follow me. Okay, go on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay, that was not fun, I'm sure, for the uh, podcast audience. Oh, by the way, we are on the Live Mana Network. Thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded our app or found our new website which is livemana.org, which you've heard us promote, but it redirected to livemanaworldwide.org. Well, now livemanaworldwide.org is just our foundation page, even though our content is still there. Now livemana.org is for the network. So we're there. And it actually makes it super easy and convenient uh, to download the app. It's right there on the website. You can find us everywhere we're at. That link that says download our app will take you to all of your options. And there's a fantastic way to watch these broadcasts. Anyway, so St. Mark's Episcopal Cathedral. All are welcome. How many churches in the world say that? All are welcome. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk about the, uh, the some of the dark things going in on the world. <clears throat> dark things going on in the world today. There's 30 of them. 30 dark things. We're going to talk about this. It's on Board Panda. We're going to talk about it, but we're also going to find somehow, some way, to tie it into a kingdom message about kingdom rewards. And somehow I'm going to tie all of it in together. I haven't read the article like I typically don't. I've read the devotional. I haven't read the article, but I don't need to because I saw what the very first one was. <laughs> and, and I wanted to make sure that it was... They were being honest, and they're not saying, here, it's going to pop up. Right there. People share dark stuff going on around the world the general public was likely not aware of. And here are the 30 most eye-opening answers. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to find some way to tie it into a purpose message. So anyway, back to this, this church. We quit going to church because... We didn't, we tried to go serve at the churches around here and we wanted to serve in the way that we are good at serving and never got an opportunity 
And so we went off and started our own thing and started doing our own thing. But I miss going to church. I miss going to church a lot. I miss the community. I want our girls going. Um, I mean, mind you, we do church every day here, but you know, it's not <laughs> like your regular church. So we miss it. We both do. My wife and I both miss it. And I've um, been looking for a church. But I've been looking for a church that welcomed everyone and not just said it. And uh, I don't know what I think about this. Who knows? We'll be able to look back at this broadcast. Not to like to time date these, but uh, October 27th, 2022. All are welcome. All skeptics. All sexes, all 982 of them, all orientations, all colors, all sizes, all ages, all cultures, all individuals. St. Mark's Episcopal Cathedral. So there were some things that are going on that I saw, and I don't know enough about that religion or this sect of Christianity to comment on it, except that I love that. I love that. Because you're not converting anyone to love Jesus by bashing them and marching outside of their abortion clinics. And I may not support abortion, but I don't believe in making people feel like crap either. Let, God, let, let conviction do it. Not judgment. Not our judgment. Who are we to judge? I, I just don't believe that we're converting people that way. And I don't think you're going to get them to hear your point of view. And you're marching outside of their clinics and, and making people feel terrible about their decision. And you don't really even know their situation. And so it's really, really easy to say, well, you're killing a baby. But to them, from their perspective, you don't know their situation. That's why bashing gay people, bashing bisexual people, or whatever sexuality they are, and, and saying that they're an abomination... Like, you're saying that because you heard it somewhere. Oh you, oh, you read it in the Bible. But then what you didn't realize is that Bible had been changed a bunch of times. And now it says that word when it didn't say that word before. And that word wasn't even invented until 150 years ago. And you know what I mean? Like, we're, we judge based off of other people's truth that we're not really even sure is really truthful. Like, well, I got it from Bible school. Or I got it from, you know, med school. Who funded those schools? Who created the curriculum? Who funded that? I was reading, I think it was in um, Ephesians. It's a, I, I rotate between three different Bible apps because they have three different versions of the Bible that I really love to read. But I forgot what it was, but essentially it was like saying, like, okay, Believers are going to come together. No one's going to agree. They're going to get caught up in fighting over Scripture. Fighting over. And hey, by the way, there's going to be multiple things that happen in this broadcast today. So just hang with me. But if you've watched before, you kind of know. Ah, we tell stories and we talk. And sometimes I lose the story. And then I leave you hanging. And then I don't remember again for five other episodes. Bear with me. See, I almost lost where I was at again. I just did. Because I told a story. <laughs> we're telling a story talking about purpose oh boy oh anyway truth oh I know the bible version of the bible okay 
Dude, what, kids, this is why, honestly. I know I said at the beginning of the episode that God, you know, all that bad stuff, the, the bad decisions, the mistakes that we make, like God gives us an opportunity to take all of it and use it for good. You know I mean, I believe that. I believe in redemption. I believe all the evil that we do in the world, we get an opportunity to do that much more good. Um, I believe all that. But I got to tell you, don't wait until you're 36 to figure out that now is a good time to stop doing meth and coke and everything else into the sun and alcohol. And like, I could have stopped soon enough. And here's the point. Here's the thing. You got to stop sometime. And I heard something yesterday and I got to give credit to what is it? I almost called him Neil Patrick Harris because Jordan Peterson and Neil Patrick Harris look alike. But Jordan Peterson, I heard him say something because he was talking about his family. There's three pillars, family, he didn't say faith, never mind, doesn't matter. But he was talking about he liked to drink. He was a drinker. And if you're a drinker, you love to drink. Like, I have my glass of wine, like that's your thing. Those of you that love cannabis are like, well, I have a fine sativa at the end of the night and this is how I relax. This is how I meditate. You know, you people, you, but when you have your thing, you know, some people it's praise and worship. Other people it's a drink. But he talked about the consequences of the drinking. And he goes, it's fun and it's a good time. And he goes, but you got to find something in life that you love more than having a good time. Like, what do you what do you care more about than you do having a good time? And I it made me step back and say, that's how I stopped. This is how I've stopped being a chemsex addict. This is how I've stopped. It doesn't mean I'm not a pervert sometimes. It doesn't mean that I don't want drugs sometimes. But I'm... I'm not a chemsex addict anymore. I'm not a sex addict anymore. I'm not an addict anymore. Unless if... Living... I mean, I guess you could be... A, I mean, I'm a, I, I may be addicted to my work. If my work is serving... And I love doing it. And yes, my dreams get to come true at the same time. And I don't know. But I, I, what I realize is that I care about this. And the fact that I get to do it with my wife it is a dream come true. The fact that my wife gets to raise our kids when, when the kids are here. And we want them all the time. But like when the kids are here, she gets to be mommy. You know, the, the foundation work that we do, that comes second to her being mom. And praise God for that. Their relationship's amazing. All right. See, I'm just, I, I, sometimes I get so, I'm practicing visualizing. And as I was talking, I was just seeing all the things that I, I prayed for and how God has given that to me, but in the weirdest way. Because it's not been 
anything that I thought it would be. And I, I, I realized that I just probably stopped in the middle of a sentence again and jumped somewhere. Um, that happens. I, this is, I, sometimes it, it happens. Sometimes I have these little mini switches and sometimes I'm in and out. Sometimes I've like blanked out. I think I did it for like 45 seconds the other day. But I stopped that broadcast and started over because I was embarrassed by it. But you know the thing is, like I, I could have, like I was talking about the drugs. I could have stopped sooner. The party's got to end sometime. Like it was just eventually just sucked my soul. But I had to find something that I wanted that I love more. And I love this work. I love getting to do this broadcast even though I brain skips out. And, you know, I'm not going to edit this out. Like, I love it. I love it that I get to be imperfectly perfect. Well, <laughs> it's probably not correct. <laughs> I'm a work in perfection. No, wait. I'm perfection in the works. Yeah, I'm perfection in the works. There you go. That's a happy way of saying that I'm a <laughs> train wreck sometimes. <laughs> and, oh, did I even address... Okay, so I got to play a homeless person. Did I got to be on set. And... The cool one of the coolest things about being on set is that you get to watch teamwork at its greatest. Everyone just stays in their lane and they do their part. They're only focused on their part and they do their part. That's what our purpose is. The purpose of a director is like a purpose of a producer is a purpose of a best keyboard grip. The purpose of a I made that one up. Because um, I still don't know what that person does. and But everyone has a role and they stay in their lane. You get in other people's lane, it gets a little funky. And I don't remember if it was this broadcast or the one I started to do, but I stopped because my brain skipped out again. But the, the being like, the, there, it's just if we all just, this, our purpose is, is so much. Like the simplest way to define why it's so special and so important, and, and the only way to really quantify it is if you've seen like how a, a well-run movie set works or commercial set. It's just boom, boom. I'm only worried about this. Even if you're the designated keyboard or the uh, the, the 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 holder of the stacks of papers, the the notepad holder. What is that thing called? It doesn't matter. Clipboard holder. If that's your job, that's what you do, and you do it great, and you don't do anything else. Like, that's for us. Like, we sometimes jump over and we look at other people's lives and we want to jump into their life. And a lot of that times, that motivation comes straight from social media. It comes from the fact that it, 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 it's, coming, it's coming from the fact that we are influenced by what we see. So what we see on TV, what we listen to in our music, and like that, and they call it programming for a reason. Like I stopped listening to music when I worked out the last few days to experiment with something. And I've been listening, I found such amazing Christian hip hop and amazing Christian house music. And I found all, I'm, I'm no longer bashing the Christian music industry because I found some of the most, like you like Kings of Leon? I found a Kings of Leon. But gospel. Uh, you like thuggy, hardcore rap like I do? Like, yeah. Give me the Wu-Tang Clan all day long. Well, now, like now, there's, I mean, I even heard a guy that sounds like Drake. 
and all the all the lyrics are raw. They're gritty. They're all the things that you like about rap. But then the things that you don't like, like the the bitches and hoes, and you know, like and, and sipping on scissorp, and like the the influences of drugs and addiction and doing all that stuff. Like that part's taken out. At least in a, we're not celebrating that lifestyle. They may talk about that lifestyle, but they're talking about how they've been freed from it. But the lyrics, it's all this it gritty and it's awesome. Like it's giving me so much hope because our dream is to make edgy, real, authentic, faith-based films. The Devil Inside Me. We believe that God is going to help us make the full feature length film The Devil Inside Me. And by the way, there's new tabs. You can buy the Devil Inside Me book on both of our websites now. LiveMonda.org. It's right there. Wait, finger. That thing. Right there if you're watching. Whew, I'm fired up now. I'm awake. <laughs> you never. You know when you almost feel like you're getting a cold and you get really tired and your eyes get itchy for a second? And, you're like, and I haven't broadcast in a week and a half. And honest to God, I wasn't going to broadcast today. Until I got an email from someone checking on me, going, Hey, Mr. Broadcast, where you been? I'm like, Oh, that's nice. I like hearing that. Used to have that when I was on social media. No longer on social media because I don't have anything influencing my mind. I'm not trying to live anyone else's life. Why would you want to live someone else's life? Like, we are created for the specific purpose. And like on a movie set, everyone stays in their lane. I was the homeless guy today. So guess what? I got to be the homeless guy on set. That was all I did was be homeless. I mean, I you know try to bring a good energy to. Which, by the way, for having DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, one of the dangers of trying to switch characters is, well, I could switch characters and go to a character that I don't want to be. That happens. In fact, Jessica just asked me, are you okay? <laughs> you seem a little different. Like, well, so, because I, I made this comment on set. I, this, by the way, this church, the one, again, I want to, St. Mark's Church in Minneapolis. I think I'm going to show up there. Yeah, I'm going to show up. That, and it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous building. Um, and I wonder what singing in that. It's an old cathedral. Just stunning. Anyway, train of thought. Again, I did that again. It's like freaking, whew. I don't prepare broadcast. I came on here because I miss it. I love broadcasting. This is like a way, one, it can be therapeutic. Two, it's just like, yeah, being able to talk and get things off my chest. Three, I, I, this is, again, what I love to do. But I do have a point. So instead of like telling all the stories, because there's a bunch of them, I'm going to do this. We're going to get into... Some dark stuff. I'm going to try to tie into a message about kingdom right after this.
All right, we're back. Uh, so we're we're gonna now tie the reward factor. Like, what's the reward for living the kingdom life? Boy, I was scatterbrained. Anyway, I'm back to life now. This is going to be solid with the Lord's help. But I want to show you this. I want to get into this. This is a little crazy. But I'm going to try to tie this together with the reward factor of living kingdom life. Don't know how I'm going to do it, but we're going to try. Okay. There's dark stuff going on all around the world. Make sure that you guys see what I'm seeing here. All right. I'm going to... Actually, I want to try something real quick. I like playing around if you haven't figured this out yet. Okay. I need, there we go, visual stimulation for the audience in the background here. That's why, folks, you want to watch on camera, not just because you can see my face, but because um, I guess you never know what you're going to get now in makeup today because I'm going to try to tie all this in to make it make sense. All right. Jeffrey Epstein. So all this... The thing about the media is that media always shows you what they want you to focus on so that they can do all the other stuff. Because, you know, you think about it, the camera lens is only so big. So you're telling your vision. When you're watching the boob tube, you're telling the vision. And it's like this is all you're seeing. But then all these other things are going on. And sometimes the thing that's on that camera, because you're focusing, it causes you to forget everything else that you've been told my mom just texted me and said my pictures of <laughs> made her look sad. <laughs> oh, mom, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make my mama sad. Never want to make mama sad. Uh, but it's telling your vision. And so and it can cause you to, to forget things. So many people forget when they were making all of these promises about, oh, the jab will keep you safe and it's gonna be, you're going to be home free and then you're going to be able to be around your family. Oh, wait, no, you're not. Oh, wait, no, it may not be the safe infective. I mean, but people forget. People act like, oh, yeah, they just go along with the gaslighting, like as if it's what's been said the whole time. Well, see, when you're crazy, you know, have multiple personalities or whatever. <laughs> and I'm, and, and look, at this point, like, I feel pretty normal. And what I love about having DID, and look, it's caused problems, but it does help you see things from multiple angles. And one of the things that I learned, and if you have DID, I'm telling you, and if you haven't tried this method, leave yourself notes. When people say stuff to you, when you know something's important and you're hearing it, write it down, regardless of who it is, and, set, and write who said it. Because you're going to need to remember that someday. Because if you were hearing that as one of your alters or whatever, you may not, you may lose sight of what's true or who's being honest and who you can trust and who you can't. I used to do this to cover my tracks, but then I'd use the same skill to learn. So I, I, it's how I taught myself what was real, how I learned how to not switch into the alters. I did my own experimenting, but I know what worked for me. So write all this stuff down. And like one of the things that I was always writing down is with what Fauci said. And then, of course, going back and digging into his past life and his involvement with monkey, not monkeypox, but smallpox and how AIDS was, and just telling you, like, why we're trusting these people it just blows my mind. So Epstein, the clients of Jeffrey Epstein and Giselle Maxwell, they're still pedophiles, they're still free, and they're putting innocent kids at risk.
There's so much more going on with this story, but of course, I mean, what we know, I don't know. In the Bible, it says, all that's hidden will be revealed. The concentration camps. I actually did a broadcast on this. The concentration camps of the Ugar Muslims are right now in China, and it's devastating brutal. That one, I did, it's um, Mitchell. It's a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund and Mitchell, I forget his last name, but it dives right into the uh, into these camps. <sighs> we live, like, I, how we, we do business, the Walt culture is so stupid, and the reason why Walt culture is stupid is because the things that people are all, have their panties in a water about, like, who you're pointing, like, we, it's like we are defending evil in the name of wokeness. And it's freaking mind-blowing. We will support leaders uh, for this, the, an agenda of what, whatever it may be, all while that they are committing just the, the most heinous crimes against humanity, period. I don't like that word, crimes for humanity, those words. Don't like them. But I mean, like we have world leaders that we're supporting that are doing this. The United States of America. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not, like, I love, I mean, look, growing up in America has been amazing. But how America has been in power and stayed in power all these years? Not so amazing. It's not so amazing. And while everyone's going after Kanye West because of what he's making, the, the comments he's making now, have you actually done any real research into what he's saying? And it's not anti-Semitic. I mean, he's talking about a few people. He's not talking about the whole Jewish population. He's not saying that. There's a lot more that's going into what he's saying than most people want to realize, but they're just going along blindly with the media narrative without actually understanding how all of this works. And we don't have time to go into that right now. But we talk about it on our broadcast. It's not the first... Never mind. <sighs> Humanity has wiped out 60% of animal populations since 1970. I mean, why would anyone want to kill a rhinoceros? Oof. Let's see what else is here. People are dying because they can't afford their overpriced medication. A very easy save. Just price gouging and horrible health care. So the health care system in itself is a scam. And of course, everyone's trying to scam each other to survive. I've worked in healthcare for 18 years. And, and this is the thing too. And I'm trying to tie this into purpose. But you can't be in your purpose and screw other people over. You can't work for big pharma and not know in some way whether directly or indirectly you're screwing people over. You're part of an evil machine. I, this financial system that we're currently in is demonic. It has to be. Because it encourages slavery. It encourages slavery. And you can't live in your purpose if you're, if you're screwing people over because God didn't create you to screw people over. God didn't create you to market medications that were going to cause people disease. 
oh yeah, we're gonna make the we're gonna make your butt pain go away, but your penis is gonna fall off. We're gonna we're gonna take away the flu from you, but you're gonna have terminal cancer for the rest of your life. You can't be living in your purpose, living like that. Oh, you may be a marketing genius. You may be the most gifted salesperson of all time. God bless you. But if you're using tricks to try to sell people or NLP or anything else, you're... you're... Why, would, why do you need tricks? If what you're offering is truly valuable, why do you need tricks? Why do you need techniques? Why can't you just be honest? This is what my product does. It's a great product. Here's all the ingredients. This is where it's sourced from. This is the percentage that's in the product. It's just, just like if we're up on the up and up and we're honest, if we are truly honest, the things that we sell half the time, we don't even really know what we're selling. We don't know that some of the things that we're selling have been built or created off the backs of slave labor. I'm sorry, but that's not right. It's not right. There's so many of these issues. The pharmaceutical industry now just raised the price of the jab. I'm going to be careful. Anyway, Saudi Arabia sentencing people to death who refuse to move out of their homes so that they can build Neom, the new megacity, and their relatives being sentenced to multiple decades of prison time just for protesting or merely posting their support for the cause on social media. Oh, that's coming worldwide. There's no more speaking out. Why you need to be independent media and off of the chain? Like, we are right now enjoying censorship-free life. Half the stuff I've said would have gotten me kicked off social media. And we've been kicked off social media. We don't use it. That's why we have our network. That's why we need your support to keep going. Because we can be censorship-free. This is crazy to me. Okay. The deforestation of Europe. The last protected ancient forest in Europe, mostly in the east, are cut down by big furniture companies from Finland and Austria. The people trying to protect the forest, like activists, journalists, park rangers, are being intimidated, beaten, and killed. This is, none of this screams, be like Jesus to me. Even just being a loving person. None of this is of God. None, this is not good. God gave us these trees to use what we need. Yeah, we can cut down trees and build our homes with it, but at, like, at, it, like, are, is the way that we're going about this right? Is it sustainable? It doesn't feel like it to me. Whew. Okay, let's see what else is here. Yeah, California's water level is very close to the point where we would need to count down the days, months, or years of water left. Wow. What else? BlackRock. BlackRock is absolutely buying everything. What's the other? BlackRock and Vanguard? They pretty much own everything. I was watching the Spotify. And it's very interesting, like, the influence of money. Money is, to me, like... It's a great tool. And I've had money, and it, I remember those days of just being able to spend money and pretend that it was going to last forever, and it didn't. Um, 
Much a much more healthy respect for it now. But I was watching the Spotify. Uh, there's a the Spotify story called uh, Playlist, and it was really interesting to me listening or hearing um, the stories and hearing the stories from their perspective. But with the, all the Spotify creators, when they went into it, it was like they were all about. I can't say that stealing music was a good thing. Wasn't, but the intentions. It seemed to be there to be a purity behind it and an innocence and wanting to share and you know. And again, I wasn't like I felt musicians should be paid, and of course I know the record companies are just tyrants. But like I don't. Uh, I believe in, like, I love artists. I don't care what kind of art. I can appreciate it. If you're a ballerina, you're an artist. You're a painter, sculptor, you're a spokesperson, you're, you're an actor. I mean, these are arts. They're art. It, art is a, an amazing thing. And people should be paid for their art. But their intentions were all good. But it got twisted. Of course, you know, Spot BlackRock is one of the major investors in Spotify now. And with all of these companies being connected, with all of these, you know, you think about BlackRock owning thousands of companies, right? Let's just say that it's thousands, it could be more. Thousands of companies that are all connected and interconnected, all have your information. That is all be leading up to, I mean, like this total surveillance state, the fourth industrial revolution, where we are heading. It's going to be so different than what we know now. It's going to be so different. And this is why we preach media so much. But BlackRock is, I mean, they're, it, when, think about it. Total, 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 boy, that sucks. When I have the word in my head that I want to use. But basically when, you know, people have complete, absolute, complete power over you. And when they have your data and all of your information, they have all that. And wait till you learn about social credit scoring if you don't know already. Bacterial resistant to antibiotics are happening at an alarming level. Yikes. Let's see. I don't know if I really want to do all these. Fisheries. The extent of fisheries and ocean life's collapse. Alaska just put the emergency breaks. I just now... Learn how I'm going to tie all this together. So now we're going to go faster. So what I was doing there was kind of stalling. And I'll share this in the blog too, this, this link. Oh, I'm a nurse. I'm the U.S. short... I'm the U.S. The short staffing is worse than you think. People think the healthcare system will collapse or is going to collapse, but it's not. It already has. Just because you don't see the hospitals on fire doesn't mean that there isn't some severe staffing and supply shortages. This person says, in the U I'm in the UK, we're missing 25% of our health and social care worker workers. They're, this person's blaming Be Brexit, though. Okay. M women go missing from Indian reservations across some of the US. Many are young women and probably being used for sex trafficking. You think? There are some interesting podcasts on the subject. People go missing from truck stops, people go missing from reservations, people go missing out of their homes, out of parks, out of fairs, out of schools. Jeez. Author toward authoritarian rule. That was the word I was looking for. At the <laughs> we yeah, authoritarian rule. There we go. 
Democracy is going bye-bye. That's what happens with a one-world government. 8,000 women are burned to death every year over dowry disputes in India. This figure does not count women killed by other means and women who survive the burning and women killed for reasons other than dowry disputes. I don't understand, of course, not that America is much better, but I don't understand for the life of me how... Let me pull this down for a second. I don't understand how for the life of me how... Like Saudi Arabia, like we've blindly supported Saudi Arabia. I don't know if blindly is the appropriate word, but the United States supports Saudi Arabia. We're in bed with Saudi Arabia. We're as corrupt as Saudi Arabia. And the way that they treat their citizens and the way that they treat women and the way, like, we're okay with that. But we weren't okay with what was going on in Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan. We were to liberate them, but what's happening in Saudi Arabia? Now, Maju, Maju, I haven't traveled there. I haven't seen any of this with my own eyes, but it seems a little screwed up. It seems a little screwed up. Like, I don't understand. That, oh, another thing, too. So, I question things. I don't necessarily believe that Adam and Eve are the first people, or at least I don't believe Eve is the first woman. Um, I believe Lilith was before her, and yeah, it could be wrong. I don't know. But Lilith, I believe she's the first woman. I also believe that, um, that I, well... I have, I'm more convinced of this belief than I am not. But I believe that women, I know that men are strong, but women have the real power. Because I believe if life is a paradox, then it's got to be the opposite. Because if you assume, because I'm a big burly man, that I should be ahead of the house. But I, I mean, I am as far as leadership and being a protector, but... If I was being honest, aren't, like, aren't most men that hold their wives high and honor their women, let women lead in their own way? And in a way, I believe women are the real power source because I think a woman's discernment is what makes her almost, well, I mean, I think we're all supernatural beings and have that, but that gift is so supernatural. So supernatural. And so there's a reason why married men do better in business. Because I'm telling you, there's something special about having a woman who's operating in her gift by your side, working hand in hand with you. My experience when, like, I, everything about what I've tried to do with my life has been better because of Jessica. I don't know why we started talking about that. Anyway, oh, first women, women, true power. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Oh, mercy. Okay. 70% of the world's chocolate comes from West Africa. Interesting. An estimated 1.5 million child slaves, oh my gosh, are engaged in chocolate production. Are you freaking kidding me? An estimated 1.5 million child slaves are engaged in chocolate production in Ghana and the Ivory Coast alone, not counting Nigeria and Cameroon. So, chocolate is basically made with slaves too? Ah, 
Okay, shout out to Tony's Chocolate Bars who support slave-free chocolate bars. They're expensive but worth it. Oh my. So the way capitalism really thrives is off the back of slavery. Is that pretty much what's going on? Jeez. The permafrost is thawing in Siberia, Canada, and Alaska. The methane release rate in pre-Ice Age bacteria awakening from hibernation will wreak havoc on our world at an unpredictable rate. Wow. So this one has literally bothered me the most. Literally oceans boiling and lethal steam and gas is being whipped around us by storms and wild winds. Wow. Suicides in Sydney, Australia. Oh, here we go. Fast fashion. This one is interesting to me. I've read a little bit about this in the past. Fast fashion is a human rights and environmental disaster. There are certain parts of human garment, the human garment construction process that cannot be merchandised. So humans have been involved in the production or the vast majority of them are underpaid. Additionally, fast fashion, especially in women's clothing, isn't made to last. So the fabric and the actual construction is shoddy and the clothes wear out quickly. But fabric recycling is rarely available. So most of the clothes end up in a landfill. Natural fibers release greenhouse gases. Whoa. That's so crazy. There's that. Okay, this is the documentary. It's about new clothes. Okay, I'm going to share this article. So that if you are interested in taking a deeper dive in this, you can. Mass kidnappings in Nigeria and Africa. They Labor used the upcoming FIFA World Cup Championship. They use slave labor all over the world. Kidnapping and abusing kids for money. Oh, my God. Propaganda. Anyway, you get the point. I'm done doing this. I, I'll read. You guys can read the rest. So here's how I'm going to tie it into purpose. And we're going to do this quick. Because here's the thing. If we don't want if we don't if we don't find something that we love more than having a good time will never amount to being what we're supposed to be. Meaning, how much time do we spend on Netflix a day? How much time do we spend on social media a day? If you're, I'm not here to judge at all. It's not about judgment. But if you're not here, if you're not, like, do you love what you're doing in life enough to quit wasting time? I mean, going out and having drinks sounds like a good time. How long does it take you to recover? How long does it take you to get back in action? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Like part of the rave scene, where you you know, like I'd lose like weeks at a time. I mean, it progressively got up there. But I'm so grateful that I found something that I love doing more than. Anything else 
and and that keeps me from making the bad choices that would make me throw it all away. But I believe the way you get there is by surrendering what you want for what God wants. And then eventually you start to realize as God works on your heart, the things that you actually want are what God wants for you and why he created you. And then it all ties together in this beautiful little amazing package. And then you just, when your heart's aligned with God's, you begin to soar. You begin to see the challenges that you face. And you will experience challenges. You begin to see it as opportunity. As, oh, this is a test. This is testing how much I want this and how much I believe. We're all created to live the life of our dreams. But when you, and I mean this literally, so you, we're all created to live the life of our dreams, but then how many people actually quit saying, I give up, I'm never going to get there because they have a, a month or two or three or four with no paycheck and bills piling up. How bad do you want it? And some people never even try. Some people are so programmed by their family and friends and church or preacher or school or whatever that they have it in their head. Well, I just, I've been a troublemaker, so I need to join the military and I need to go serve my country and I need to get some discipline. Or, well, I need to, I'm, I, I gotta, I gotta, I've got a baby on the way, so I've got to get that job. I, gotta, I, I, can't, I can't pursue my dreams. That's for kids. That's for kids to pursue my dreams. Didn't Jesus say something about childlike faith? I don't remember exact verse, but I'm pretty sure he did. Childlike faith. So, what's the reward? Why would someone say, okay, world, I'm done with what you have. I'm done playing by your rules. God, I'm going to serve you. Take my life. It's no longer my own, my own. Take my life at yours. I surrender. Use me. Use me as you feel best. Help me be everything I was created to be and use me for every purpose that you created me for. When you get to that place, when you get to that place, everything changes. Everything changes because it quits becoming about you. And mind you, if you're a narcissist like I was, it takes a little bit longer for it to not be about you. But it still happens pretty quick. You'll start to hear God say, serve me, serve me. Like if you're still breathing, it's because God's not done with you yet. So you have a shot at it. You're in the game. You have a choice to get in the game. And it's worth it. So the sacrifice, the pain, the struggle, the, the, the operating in just faith with no assurances, sometimes feeling as isolated as you've ever felt. You feel alone. You're in a house full of people, but you feel alone. You feel like no one knows what you're going through. 
why would I put up with this when it would be so much easier to do the other way? All those questions that you ask yourself. Here's the reason, or one of the reasons. The reward factor. Look, I am coming to you. My reward is with me. I will give to each person accordingly to what they have done. Revelations 22.12 I have come to realize that whatever time, talent, and treasure I have in, the, in this world will lose their value when I leave this world. Think about it. Everything that we're pursuing on this world is a fart in the wind. It's going to be gone when we're dead. What was it to us? Nothing. These will do me no good in the world to come. Their value only lasts while in this world. It was a light bulb moment for me when I finally came to realize I was spending all of my time, effort, and time and effort on things that are in the process of perishing. Earthly objectives like careers, positions, status, wealth, physical fitness. I got to work out so I can eat donuts. Accumulated stuff, etc. Are all perishable items. I really wasn't using any of my resources for God's kingdom. After I became a Christian, I learned that my spirit is going to last forever. It will only be spent in the presence of the Lord if I have established a right relationship with him. The time, talent, and treasure we have all we all have are perishable, but they become imperishable when we invest them in the kingdom of God. They last forever with ever-increasing internal rewards. The time, talent, and treasure we have are all perishable, but they become imperishable when we invest them in the kingdom of God. They last forever with ever-increasing eternal rewards. Man. The bigger house, bigger boat thing, I totally get it. I, told, I, want, I want a helicopter. I want a penthouse apartment. I, I, I want a house in the Hollywood Hills. I want to live in London. I want to live in Tokyo. I want to live in Sydney, Australia. I want to live all over the world. I want to do a lot of things. But I do not want it more than I want to see my purpose fulfilled. Mind you, I get to do some really cool stuff in fulfilling my purpose. But my heart's desire is to see the vision of the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation come true. The vision for why we created the Devil Inside Me film and book. I want to see that come and see that spiral into the Devil Inside Me franchise of other people's stories and books. And We have a whole plan. That's what I want to see happen. Because other people get fed and other people get grow and generational cycles are broken and opportunity is created and legacy is left hope is instilled that's what it's about for me but that's what god did because before that i wanted to be howard stern and oprah i mean i still want that level of success but only because of what i can do with it the right things. I mean, like I said, I do want a penthouse apartment in New York. and 
But, but, ultimately, I want that more. Because I'd also be happy living out of hotels the rest of my life. I'll go wherever God wants me to go. Getting to travel, getting to use my gift to help people, getting to serve all over the world. That's, for me, what we want to do. Anyway. The eternal rewards that will someday we will someday receive should be a huge motivational factor in the life of a, of a believer. The Bible is filled with verses that talk about our eternal reward. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. 2 Timothy 4.8 Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved. But like someone barely escaping through the wall of flames. 1 Corinthians 3.12-15 I want to say this too. Um, now is the time to live your purpose. Like now is the time to go for it, because hanging on to oh, I, I've got this job and I've got to have this job to pay rent and to pay the bills. Like those days are going away. Those who step forward faithfully and trust God, because everyone that's hanging on to their job right now. I can pretty and they have a relationship with God. I can pretty much guarantee you that God is trying to pull you a different direction. I'm willing to take this Pepsi challenge. I'm not claiming prophecy here. I'm talking. I'm willing to. I'm willing to bet if you have a relationship with the Lord. In other words, you read the Bible. You're actively praying and seeking Him. In in. And you're hanging on to a relationship, hanging on to a job, hanging on to, you're saying the words, I would do that, but I don't know how I'm going to blank. That's you playing God. That's you playing God. When God's saying, trust me. Trust me. Drop your things. Come follow me. Let's go. When we give our lives to the Lord, that's what we get to do. We get to serve him. Every one of us. It's not about perfection. It's about obedience. And they are not the same thing. It's about dropping your things, picking up your cross, following him. It is, in, in, that, in, in following him, you live in your purpose and what you were created for. You, and, you, and you act purposeful, purpose-like, and you do everything you can to become more like him in his ways. The way that he expresses love, the way he is love. And then all the other little things that people get hung up on. Fall away. 
so we can just focus. And I now remember what I was saying at the very beginning when I forgot. But we focus on his voice, his calling, what he's calling us to do. And he has a better life for us. The whole economy is going to crash. Everything's going to crash. Everything is going to crumble. There's a new financial system coming. Don't know when. Robert Kiyosaki thinks it's next week in November. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not God. And I'm not saying that God can't intervene. But I'm pretty sure that God said this, these things have to happen. And I believe it's about to happen. Like, maybe next week. I don't know. But it, you would think with all these horrible events happening that it would, you know, like it's going to happen soon. But guess what? That's okay. God is still in control. God is still on the throne. And oh, by the way, God really does win. He did win. This is just the theater that gets to play out. Anyway, that gets confusing for people that aren't believers. I had to talk to believers for a second. <clears throat> but God has a life for you. And it was a life of freedom. Half the dumb stuff that we do, half the resentments and the anger and the depression and the anxiety we have comes from doing things that we know we don't want to do, know we're not supposed to do, or really didn't want to do in the first place, but we got really messed up and then made some bad decisions. Self-created. We give way too much power to other people. We let them hurt us. So much of our crap is self-inflicted. But yet, if we were living purposefully, if we were all in on what we were created for, we wouldn't have time for any of that stuff. We wouldn't have time for any of it. Because we would be busy doing what we're supposed to do. And loving it so much, we have no desire to go back. That's the power of purpose. <clears throat> you want to live the way God created you to live when you're living purposefully because you're living by the instruction manual, the owner's manual of what you were created by. So here we are. We are living in a perishable world. We are going to a world that is imperishable. In the meantime, we're going to be preparing for the imperishable world by being engaged in a transformation process in this perishing world. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.18 What Christ has done for us compels us to be focused on God's kingdom. I guess I could have just done this broadcast in one sentence because that sums it all up. What Christ has done for us, when we accept that and put that in our heart, it compels us to be focused on God's kingdom. In other words, what God wants from us is to bring heaven to earth. That's how we get to act. Without Christ, I am nothing. I am not the perfect example of a Christian that I don't want to be. I want to be an example of obedience and redemption. And, and I, I want to show you that regardless of what you've done in your life, uh, 
to show that your dreams get to come true. That's what we do as a foundation, what we do as a network. That's our whole goal, is to elevate you, to show you that you are worthy of your dreams coming true. But it takes work and commitment and dedication. You know, I've, I've been homeless before. Um, it didn't last very long and it was like glamour, glamour homelessness, but nonetheless homeless. I never looked like this <clears throat> when I was homeless before. And um, I never had to go through that. Today outside, when I was outside of the church on set, I decided to go sit on the, um, there's like a, a building right next to the church. And I just, I, I, when I'd seen the building before, when I first started coming to Minneapolis, I used to see homeless people there. So I decided to sit on the steps and I, I forgot that I look like this. And um, now I'm just, you know, seeing people and smiling and, hey, how you doing? What's up? Just talking to people because like, that's, that's how I work in life. I mean, I, I'll talk to anybody. Like if we make eye contact, I'm going to try to talk to you. It's just my personality. And, uh, and I had this whole, you know, like in my head. And then when I started talking and smiling and, you know, the people were kind of friendly. And, and then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, what I look like. And I'm like, I don't, re do I really? Am I even put off the energy of what? I didn't know. And I, and I got insecure for a second. Because I didn't want people to perceive me. As a homeless guy. And I didn't know what that was about. And then I immediately got in my head and I started going, I wonder, like, I, like I wanted to, I wanted to like, I wanted to see if I would be treated differently. You know, like I, once I became cognitive again that I was wearing something, wearing this. And I wanted to see, because, you know, I've seen on TV where they have those undercover people and it's like the undercover boss and they wanted to see if the, you know, the, the people treated the, the, the undercover person that was undercover homeless or whoever wanted to see how they treated them and if they were nice and kind and, you know, and you've heard, I don't know if you've ever heard of, there's like folklore about certain, you know, gods, which I don't believe in, um, how they can disguise themselves as being homeless, but they're really like a god or goddess. So you want to make sure you treat people with kindness. And they, I remember hearing that in Hawaii, that there was a Hawaiian god, this woman, and if you don't feed her or you don't take care of her, then the, the, the earthquakes or the, what are the volcanoes come and destroy the city. You know, folklore like that. Like I, so I had it in my head, and I was like, I wonder if I should do anything. And then I just didn't. Because I didn't feel like being an antagonist or even like looking for mistress for trouble. Or then I didn't even know how I would actually react if somebody was negative to me. Like, hey, I'm not homeless. Like, who needs to say that? So then I started self-reflecting and going, what's wrong with me? Like, why would I even have this conversation, feel the need to do it, or even have this thought? And so what's the point of me saying all that? There is none. That's, if there is a point, there is no point. Except for the fact that I'm telling you a story about what went through my head when I was sitting there on the steps, just like homeless people normally do, people walking by. And I'm smiling at people, not even 
remembering what I looked like. And then when I became cognitive of it, I started telling myself stories. Maybe it's to say, we got to be careful what we feed our mind with. Especially if it's lies. Things that are not true. Telling ourselves stories. Pretty scary place to be. I didn't do a great job. Of, oh, I'll tie this into purpose really quick. Uh, all the, the horror stories. Life is too short not to go for it. People thinking they have all this time before God returns, before the Lord returns. I don't believe there's a lot of time. And besides that, why would anyone live their life waiting on Jesus to return? Why not just live your life? And when Jesus returns, like, yo! Sweet! Good to see you, Jesus. Been waiting to meet you. Like, but you can enjoy life now, regardless of what's going on. But you can do that living in purpose and that is why it's so important and is it worth it it's worth it because i think god's promises are better than the promises of this world god's promises actually come true and i believe god when he what he says about our purpose and why we're special and unique <clears throat> i mean if we're going to be made in his image i would think that He's got something pretty special planned for us. Maybe it's not being God, but, you know, I don't know if any of us could really handle being God, even though we act like we are sometimes. But, I want what God has for me. And I promise you that God's got something special for you. You just got to let him take your life. Basically dying to self. If we can do anything to support you, feel free to reach out anytime. Where's that thing at? Here we go. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, livemana.org. Again, we have two websites, uh, but this one's easy, just as easy to go to, and they all are connected and linked together. Livemana.org. And uh, but do check it out. It's a brand new website. You can also scan that barcode. We are a viewer and listener supported network and of course we're a 501c3 nonprofit media organization if we can ever be of service to you uh, please reach out anytime thank you so much for watching god bless you have an amazing day i'm going to shower now and uh i just realized that my hair is no longer gray <laughs> see you.